Welcome to Thrive Deeper, an ongoing conversation with Dr. Matthew Jacoby, author of the Thrive Bible Reading Guides, teaching pastor and leader of the Psalmist Band Sons of Korah. Join us as we go deeper into the Bible, discussing the passages as we read them together with Thrive. Now here's your host, DJ Payne. Hello and welcome to episode 30 of Thrive Deeper. It is CJ Payne here and on this week's episode, Dr. Matthew Jacoby and myself get into the book of Nehemiah or is this Nehemiah or Nehemiah or Nehemiah? Look, however you pronounce this book, it doesn't matter. This is uh, what we're going to be looking at over the next few weeks and we know from you that this is a favourite book in the Old Testament. A lot of people love the book of Nehemiah and love this character. So stay with us over the next few weeks as we break it down and have a look at this very fascinating story and this fascinating character from the Bible. Uh, Now stick with us after the discussion. As per usual, I'll be with you at the end to let you know how you can help us out. And thank you so much for all the kind words coming through to us at this, the end of 2018, the first year we've been doing Thrive Deeper. So stick with us at the end of the discussion. I'll be back with you. But right now, here's Matthew and myself breaking down Nehemiah. So we're coming up to the beginning of a new year, 2019. Mm. Looking at the beginning. 2019. We live in the future, don't we? Yeah, I know. I can't believe we live past the year 2000. That was bamboozling me as a child. But 2019, uh, what's going to put you on the spot? Do you do a bit of uh, goal setting at the beginning of the year? Are you you a little bit of a new year, take stock, Um, set a goal? Yeah... No, or not, not, not that's the most uncon- goals. Yeah, not, that's the most yeah, unconvincing yeah, year, no. year ever. Yeah, if, if I did, I'd say yes straight away, wouldn't yeah, I? So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I have, there are some things that I, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to do. I'd like to do a lot more writing this year. And so, uh, so in thinking about the year ahead, there, there are certainly some things uh, I feel like I'd like to do a bit, um, bit more academic Um uh, writing. In fact, I uh, just sent an academic article off a publication. So I uh, just getting my getting into, getting uh, you're writing into juice back. that a foot yeah. in that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which I, I've spent a lot of the last few years just writing courses and and um, so there's this whole academic side to my life that um, because of the other things that I do can easily get crowded out. So I'm just trying to engage. You are, a bit more I mean, I know it's crazy asking like you know the, the poster child for the overachievers. You know, which is yourself. You know, the the overachieving people. Uh, you know, if you've got any goals there, because you know, but this, but this year, I mean, we've got even the projects that we're doing that are, you know that we're doing together, mm. whether it's to do with, um, you know, uh, you know your books, videos, mm. what we do here is the podcast, even Sons of Cora. There's a lot of projects yeah. on the blackboard there for 2019. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm look, actually talking on a video I'm looking forward to because, uh, you know, we filmed uh, a um, like a small group resource thing on the, on the Psalms yeah. based on my book, Deeper Places. So that was great to do that. I mean, I've been talking about filming a kind of video teaching series for, for a long time. And it was yeah. great to, 
great to get that down. So we got so, so we got some interesting. How's the stuff. editing going? I haven't even looked at it, but I've backed <laughs> it all on, up. I've backed it all up. I've got to. I'm waiting for the powers that be. I'm waiting for our boss, basically, uh, to get to get back to me. We've got a few uh, more little, a few more little yeah, finishing watch touches. Watch this space. Yeah, we've got some great yeah. stuff planned for this year. I'm, I, yeah, I'm excited. Exciting. 2019, yeah. red letter year. Let's just mm. put it that way. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now we have just uh, finished off last week the book of Ezra. Mm. Got a crazy thing to put out there, right? As we, as we, before we even get into Nehemiah. Oh no. School of thought. Here's a school of thought. Okay. Was Ezra wrong in sanctioning or allowing the men to divorce their wives? This wasn't a command of God. God didn't say, you know, thus saith the Lord, mm. you know, get the men to divorce their wives. Yeah. Ezra doesn't sound too happy about the whole process himself. He sounds like a bit of a misery guts through the whole thing. Is this was was well? It's a tangle. I mean, it's such a tangle. This is the problem with it. I mean, what what do you do? It's so and and sure. If I mean, a lot of people say just leave it. Okay, now hang on. Like, and just and just to give everybody context. Ezra is sent back to the exiles in Jerusalem from from Persia. Yeah. He comes in. He is a he is a uh, you know Old Testament scholar. You yeah. know he is a, he is a learned. He knows the law yeah. backwards and forwards. He comes in. He sees the state of the people, where they're at spiritually, especially in the in the outward sign of these of these Jewish men marrying pagan yeah. women. He tears his clothes, he, yeah. he repents before everybody, yeah. prays, and the people come around him and say, hey, we've got an idea. How about the hundred or so people that have married married these pagan wives? We divorce them, send away the wives, even send away our kids that we've had with them, and we start over. And Ezra's like, right, let's make it so, and they make it happen. Yeah, And that's the, that's the end of the book yeah. of Ezra. And the context, of course, is that Ezra comes back with all of these Levites and priests, and he wants to get, you know, like, let's get this purpose back on track. Like, yeah. let's... You know, um, we've been talking about this for decades in our exile. The exiles have gone back. Uh, and, I mean, he's heard that, you know, things are a little lax back home. So, come on, let's, let's, get, uh, let's get this back on track, you know. And, he get, and to, to his shock, I mean, the, the thing that's going to undermine the purpose the most is the fact that they are integrating and beginning a process of assimilation mm-hmm. Into, uh, into the empire. Now, this, I mean, the, the Jewish people were, were this tiny little vassal kind of um, king, kingdom. I mean, they weren't even really, they were, they were like a, um, a province of Persia. Yes. So, the, I mean, everyone else, like, you know, talk, like, I mean, the, the, like, where are the Philistines? Yeah. Where, are the, where are all these other peoples, that, groups that we, well, they're gone. They've yeah. just assimilated into the uh, and the same thing is going to happen to the Jewish people as well, to disappear as a historical fact, mm. unless, of course, they keep themselves distinct, which the, the, those that were with Ezra in exile did. Mm. But he comes back to find that they have begun the process of assimilation. Of assimilation. They have begun the process. This is the end for him. Mm. So, so the issues uh, are really big. Now, did he do the right thing? I mean, it, it's such a tangle. It's, it's such a tangle. What, what do you do? Sometimes there are some knots that gets so complexly tied up that you've got to cut the rope. Yeah. And this is like, oh, well, we've got to cut the rope. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a terrible thing to have to do. So the text doesn't downplay how terrible no. this is. No. It's not saying this is, oh, this is what, it's just like 
it's like this is the best. What? Well, no, not the best. This is the preferred of two really bad options. Yes. Okay. And now the first first option would be okay. We leave it as it is, but then that this we 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 get assimilated completely and we lose our identity and that's the end. End. Yeah. End of our history. Yeah. Right. Finish the book there. Yeah, that's, that's right. Finish the book, Bible, no Bible, no Jesus, <laughs> yeah. nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so, I mean, how important do we think these issues are? I mean, yeah. Ezra knew that they were incredibly crucial, crucial yeah. issues that weren't just about this people. It was about God's covenant with Abraham and, and the, you know, the God's purpose for the whole world. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so this is the, this is the issue. Hard. So it was, a bad, it was a bad thing, but... That uh, concept that you talked about last week of necessary evil... Yeah. It's a heavy concept, yeah. but I think we. This is what a an amazing picture of that principle in yeah. place here in the book of Ezra. Yeah, that's right. It's it's nobody's chosen option. Yeah, and to be Ezra, you know, heavy is the is the head that wears the crown. I mean, yeah. he wasn't wearing the crown, but he he, you know, there's no pleasure in what he's doing yeah. at all. And I tell you what, from this time on. Yeah. In Jewish history, I mean the fact that there is still a, Jew- a Jewish people today. Yeah. I mean, because this would, like, uh, this is really the thing. From this point on, I mean, as harsh as this time was, they would never forget it. Yeah, and this becomes the thing that causes there to still be uh, a distinct Jewish community under the Romans. Uh, that still, f- well, I mean, let's go before that. There's, there's, there, is, there is still a Jewish people who are willing to fight for their distinctness mm. when a Greek em- emperor, Antiochus IV Epiphanes, comes in and outlaws Judaism and commands that they become like everyone, yeah. you know. But they, uh, you know, they are willing to die rather than do this. Mm. So, mm. And this is, you know, th- these are the, you know, those who uh, came out and... Uh, with this kind of faith in the in the Maccabean period, uh, you know, one sixties in the one sixties, mm-hmm. uh, when Antiochus Epiphanes uh, outlawed Judaism, those that stood up against the might of the Greek Empire and eventually defeated them, uh, they were the disciples of Ezra. Okay. Ezra, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah. that's why they're t- so. I, it was a really tough thing for that generation to do, but they would never ever forget it. And um, and the, the, you know the rest of the history right up to the time of Christ bears that out. Get our as we have we've, we've stated a few times, you know, originally and uh, to this day in the Jewish uh, Bible in the mm. uh, in the in the Old Testament, which is you know what is it three quarters of our of our mm. Bible, mm. Uh, the book of books of Ezra and Nehemiah are one story, one collected works. Well, well, actually, now in, in Jewish Bible now they're separated as well. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, oh, okay. In, in modern times, but in in ancient times, because it was all about what could fit on a scroll. Yeah, well, 
Well, in well, in in ancient times, they they were. It was all the one. Yes. Uh, it was the one book, mm. and it seems to have been separated more. Uh, actually, in the Christian era, that okay. it was uh, that it was separated. Um, so, um, probably the same compiler. Now, when I say yes. compiler, the sources would have been. A mixture of historical records, and you see how all the letter in both Ezra yes. and Nehemiah you get all these letters included, yep. official correspondence, yep. as well as uh, memoirs of both Ezra, Ezra and Nehemiah, because yes. there's sections written in the first person. Mm-hmm. But clear, but there's also uh, you know someone um, putting all all of that together. Yes, and we don't really know who that is. So we 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 now cut from this sad ending mm. to the Book of Ezra to yep. meanwhile back. You know, back in Babylon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're, you know. we're back in uh, in Susa, actually. Yeah, uh, further east in the capital, yes. where um, it's and it's just interesting the way that it it you get this back and forth. Mm. Uh, yet another person, actually, yet another Jewish person. I mean, we've talked about Daniel, we've talked about uh, Mordecai, we've talked about Ezra, all of these um, Jewish people in quite high positions in the Persian Empire. Um, here now we have Nehemiah. Who's a cupbearer to the king? Now, the cupbearer to the king wasn't wasn't just a waiter. Uh, he, he was um, well. He would have been a eunuch, uh, but he, he he this was a high position. Yes, um, because he had c- constant access uh, to the king, and um, and so yet again we have um, a Jewish person in a high position in the empire, hmm. in the Persian Empire. So um, he Nehemiah receives a, a delegation from back in uh, back in Jerusalem. Uh, they it, it seems to be a kind of a secret mission, you know, to bypass because they that they are being ruled over. See, this is a part of sort of the province of Samaria, and you know we've we have seen and I, we discussed this in the last um, episode that. Uh, in Ezra chapter four, the, the writer here harks forward to something that happened when he's talking about yes. opposition to building. Yes. He harks forward to a time where there was opposition to the rebuilding of the city. That happens sort of in a kind of in-between period that we don't we don't really hear about this in the actual story. Mm. Um, so <clears throat> in this intervening period, this is between five fifteen when the when the temple is rebuilt yes. and five. Uh, sorry, four four fifty eight. Yes, when Ezra turns up, yep. um, there is this. They start trying to rebuild, and it gets thwarted. Mm. The um, governors of the area in Samaria write back to the king. They say, "Hey, these people are rebuilding their city." Yep. King sends back back a letter. Stop them, right? So it seems like they go. Uh, they go there. They stop the work. Not only that, that, but they probably tear down the work that's already done. Mm. So. What happens is in 445, the Jewish people send a delegation. Right? They, they think, okay, these our neighbours are going to keep enforcing this edict of the king. Mm. So let's and, – and they have heard that Ezra, one of their own, mm. has this uh, – sorry, Nehemiah, oh, yep. one of their own, has this privileged position, yep. has the ear of the king. King, yeah. Okay, and, and it so happens that one of the guys that goes is his brother. Yeah. Right, so I, yep. What are we going to do? But you can imagine the conversation. What are we going to do about this? Our our city's in ruins. We can't rebuild. How are we ever like? This is a disgrace, right? Mm. Uh, You can imagine um, 
uh, Nehemiah's brother. Yeah, yeah, Nehemiah's brother saying, <laughs> "Hang on, guys, hey, I've got some connections. <laughs> actually, uh, my, my bro yeah. is uh, is the cupbearer to the king. Okay, yeah. so they say, well, so let's um, Hananiah's name is. So you go take a diplomatic mission, bypass the officials of Samaria, and go straight to the king. Let's yeah. see if we can yeah. we can bypass this, so we can rebuild our city. Now, can I just say, in in, in reading Nehemiah, especially the first few chapters. It is such a personal, it's one of the most yeah. personal yeah, works. It is, yeah. it is like seeing private diary entry, yeah. even little moments, you know, the way that Nehemiah yeah. thinks. And I remember as a very young person, I'm I'm talking like I would have been under 10 years old yeah. when I was first reading through the Old yeah. Testament, as you do as, you, yeah, yeah, like, that's right. as a Bible nerd, as a yeah, child, yeah. reading through. I remember when I got to Nehemiah, I was like, Oh, this I, I I finally didn't feel like I was reading about some ancient yeah. people that I couldn't know. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is a man just like me. Yeah, you know, this is a man who's who's responding emotionally and talks just like yeah, me. Yeah. And, and and he and he has these little moments where he write. You know, he writes in the first person. And he yes. says, "Lord, remember the threats. Remember these people. And yeah. Lord, remember the things that I've done for these people. You know." Yeah. yeah. It's just, it, it's like what he writes is, it's like it's part of his conversation oh, with God. You know, totally, it's really, totally. It's very I, I, so we get, so we get in chapter one, we get, you know, the the, the gang from Judah coming back. They've said, ah, this is what's going on, and, yeah. and he just weeps and prays yeah. and fasts, prays to God. He re, he records his prayer, and then the following spring, he's there in in the in the, in the king's court with yeah. the queen. You know, the king and the queen right. are serving yeah, yeah, both yeah. of them. And he's looking miserable still. He's still yeah. looking miserable. And finally the king goes, well, uh, hang on, wait a minute, Nehemiah. Yeah, what's going on? You're usually my happy little Jew yeah. friend. Yeah. What is go- Why do you look so sad? Yeah. And and he, you know, he says, look, I was terrified, but I yeah. said, you know, look, how can I not be sad because this is what's going yeah. on? And then the king says, you know, well, how can I help you? And I love the next line that yeah, he says in, in 2.4. He says, with a prayer to the God of heaven, I said, like, like he he notes yeah. that his this is his moment. This, this is his, his Esther moment. Yeah, and he's praying yeah. as he's praying yeah. as he's talking. Like it's that shows that hard attitude yeah. of what it means to live in reliance of God. Yeah. You know, he's whispering up yeah. a prayer and going, "Oh Lord, it's help great. me." Here we go. Um, well, yeah. if it pleases the king, <laughs> you know, and he, yeah. he makes his case known. And I just I love that transparency of his heart. Yeah, because remember, he 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 can't break the ice with the king. I mean, no, remember Esther, yes, right? Exactly. Oh, I've got something that I want to bring up. Like, mm. no, you just don't do that with the yeah. king. So, you know, he's looking miserable. And the king actually asks him. I mean, who? who yeah. th- this is remarkable in itself. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, verse 4, the king said to me, so he tells the king yeah. about his city lying in ruins, um, which has been destroyed by fire. Now, this actually isn't because of the original destruction in 586. No. This is... Um, this intervening period yes. that I just talked about, yes. how they stopped the rebuilding but went back and actually burnt down what, yep. what uh, they had even done. So, you know, he tells this to the king. The king says, what is it that you want? And this is where he says, and then I prayed to the God of heaven. I love it. Uh, I love it. Because, you know, this is his Esther moment. Yeah. This is, he's the now the guy yep. in the right place at the right time. Yep. But he recognises, okay, just because you're the right – and I think this is a great lesson for us. Just because – we will – we will always be the right person in the right place at the right time. This yeah. is the providence of God. Mm. But it takes a bit of courage. Yeah. It's not just, oh, it's really easy. No, yeah. this took an immense amount of yeah. courage and yeah. boldness yeah. to both pray in that situation but then to trust in the providence of God. And yeah. so um, I tell you, his prayer, 
it's interesting um, because his boldness is unbelievable. Yeah, and his boldness. What he asks, he, he, yeah. he is he is upfront, yeah. but he's also like he says, "I was terrified." Yeah, I was terrified. I'm praying God help me, but he doesn't back down. Yeah, what he what he feels that yeah. God has asked him to do, and even we know that behind the scenes, uh, we, we're trusting behind the scenes that this. You know the ragtag remnant that are coming back, going, dude, you've got to help us. Yeah, they've outla- They've obviously yeah. outlined this is what we need, yeah. and he knows all of this. Yeah, and yeah, so when he absolutely. lays out, this is what I need to happen. Yeah, and very practical. The queen's like, okay, well, uh, how long will we be gone? Uh, what's the plan? Yeah, you know, let's outlay yeah. it all. Yeah, and and, and he realised, and I think um, when he uh, when the king um, asks him, you know. What, what what he wants, he he realizes. Wow, this, this is, is my chance. Like, this is already, um, you know, this is already kind of the favor of God, and and um, so so the king's, you know, he presses in on this because, uh, you know, the king is is being responsive to him uh, by saying, "How long will your journey take, and when will you get back?" So this is when he realizes, hmm. oh, God really is working. This is the answer to his prayer. So he asked for letters of safe conduct and so forth. Um, uh, and then he also asks uh, not only for letters of, not only that he can go with letters of safe conduct, yeah. um, but he asks for um, like timber yeah. from the royal forest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, where do you get off asking for that? And, like that's really pushing it. Yeah, and he also and we read yeah. a little bit later on that the king had also sent officers, horsemen, people. He the has a whole cavalry with him to protect him as well. So, so and he doesn't doesn't even ask for that. It just no. says uh, the king also sent army officers and cavalry with me. Yep. I mean, talk about the favor of God. Yep. Uh, and then it says when Sanballat uh, the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite, oh, how uh, bad is heard about this? They were really disturbed. Now, now these guys. We're going to hear a lot more about these guys. These are the bad guys. Uh, these are these are the really bad guys. That they, they are going to continually work against this, but they've got to be careful. These guys are going to have to do this through uh, really underhanded kind of ways, yeah. uh, because you know through bandit raids and all of these things, because they can't make outright war, mm-hmm. uh, because the king has sent through these letters. Um, so, so the first thing that's bold about this is that this is basically. Um, Nehemiah is asking the king to issue a decree that goes against essentially what the former decree was mm-hmm. to stop building. I mean, the unlikelihood of that is off the charts. So talk about an answer to prayer. It's really quite remarkable that he, yep. that the king is favorable uh, towards this. Um, some people think that the queen may have had some, uh, you know, the fact that the king and the queen were yes. there. This probably, the fact that the queen was there meant that this probably wasn't a more formal court yeah, <clears throat> kind of meeting, you know, yeah. that a very is, personal, a very personal, a family personal thing. Uh, yeah. moment. Um, so he goes back for uh, you know four month journey, uh, mind you. I mean, when yeah. we see, and he arrived back in Jerusalem. That's all we get in the text. But this is a yeah. four month yeah. uh, journey. It's quite yeah. a, um, uh, it's quite a, a task getting there. Um, he gets there and, like, he knows that. Uh, secrecy is is all important here. He wants to get, he wants to hatch a plan before anyone knows that he's there. Now, why why do you think that would be? Because he knows he's gonna, it's gonna come up against him. Yeah, that's right. He knows that. Uh, well, he 
the news is going to get back. And I think he's probably heard from Hanani and these other guys that Sanballat and Tobiah have got people in the inside. Yeah. And, and we actually see that they do. Yeah. Uh, they've got people in the inside. And so he goes at night and he, he does this mission where he, he sort of surveys everything yeah. and comes up with a plan yeah. so that, so that and, he, and it, by the way, he, he's made governor. You know, he's given yes. these th- this authority along alongside Ezra. Yep. Remember, because Ezra's here at the same time, so um, he's given the authorization for this project, right? Mm. Uh, in that sense, yep. um, so um, he does this survey by night on his donkey. Yep. There with the, everyone else on foot, he's yeah. walking around, comes up with his plan, and then he announces it. He brings it before the people. Yeah. So this is an absolute disgrace. Yeah. Now, notice that the main reason for rebuilding the walls wasn't for defense. No. It was to do with the disgrace, right? Because this is, you know, um, it's not the insecurity which is the problem, but it's the, it's how does this look to everyone else? Because this is Jerusalem, which should be seen as the, you know, as the Psalm uh, 48 says, this is the city of the great king, the joy of the whole earth, right? Mm. Well, it's looking like a bit of a sorry state. So he says, come on, guys, we need to rebuild this city. Uh, the world is watching. Um, and um, they agree and they start, uh, they start building. They get to work. And straight away, these guys find out. Now, there was two and now there's three. Now, yeah. I mean, these, these are the details that yeah. we, we, you sort of read over because they're just more names. Yeah. But it says in verse 19 of chapter 2. two um, but when Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite official and Geshem the Arab heard about it, good old Geshem. Oh right, so they've got Geshem. another guy. Yep. They mocked and so they've got they're mocked and ridiculed. So they're going to do more more than that. Uh, actually, as time goes on. Um, uh, now, this um, uh, Geshem actually is known from history. Hmm. He he actually is a very powerful uh, ruler of uh, of an Arab league. Um, so. When you put these guys together, yeah. these are all the territories right around them. I mean, they are and encircled that's important, by yeah. opposition. And that is an important point to make because it's sort of, unless you go and look at the history of it, yeah. you just go, are these just three wandering dudes yeah, yeah, walking yeah, yeah. past? No no. no, 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 no. These are the three leaders of the yeah. of the territories around them. Yeah, actually, all of these guys are quite powerful. Yeah. Um, and, and particularly this guy, Geshem, is a very powerful uh, guy. Um, that They have inside people. Yes. They have people on the inside. Yep. Um, they know the laws. They know the previous decrees yeah, yeah. of what the king has done. They've been responsible for all of this. Uh, so this is a real threat. Yeah. Uh, they are surrounded by nations that want to oppose the building. And now we finish off in our weekly reading this re- this this week with the end of chapter 2, yeah. roughly around that. And at the end of chapter 2, this is when we first get a glimpse. I mean, so far Nehemiah has sounded like, <laughs> you know, this amazingly godly, you know, and he is. He's yeah. an amazing godly man. He's serving, you know, uh, you know, in, in different capacities. We see his amazing uh, brilliance in thinking and forethought yeah. and being ready and yeah. planning and all this different stuff and encouraging people. And then at the end, that last verse of chapter 12, chapter yeah. 2, is we first get this little yeah. glimpse of the fire yeah. that is in the fire when it comes to him being angry because his response yeah. to them saying, you know, the God of heaven will help me succeed and we are his servants. We're rebuilding the wall and you have no legal right. You know, you yeah, can just yeah. see the seething anger. Oh, he's And he's very bold. Yes. I mean, he's really bold. 
involved with these guys because he he's not going to, and this, this is the thing with Nehemiah, he's not going to compromise. Because oh. remember, there, there was a lot of, as we said from Ezra, there was a lot of compromise happening. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, we'll 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 do a deal with you. Yeah, we, we will uh, we will yoke ourselves to you in some ways, and, it, and that was happening even through marriage. You know, yeah. because of course. The reasons why people intermarried often was to form different alliances. kinds of alliances, yep. Yep. Uh, business, political alliances. So leading peoples, that, that's actually something we should have mentioned when, uh, before when we were yep. talking about the seriousness uh, of these connections, yes. the intermarriage, is that these were alliances, like they're tying themselves to these peoples. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is a big problem. And so, you know, these guys have people on the inside and he recognises uh, – so, so he could have been tempted by that. Mm. Let, let's, you know, let's just try and get along with them. Yeah. Let's, let's compromise. Let's give a bit. Yeah. No, he's saying, no, we, we are, we're not going to yoke ourselves to you. We're, we're not going to trust in you. We're going to trust in God alone. Yeah. And man, it's a bold thing that he stands up to them because that he is encircled by these guys. Yeah. And um, what ensues really is a war of nerves. Right, because remember, because of the decree of Artaxerxes that, that is sent with Nehemiah, they can't outrightly oppose it, and yet they, they're going to send in ban. As I mean, the rest of the story is great, and we'll get we'll, to that. We'll get into in, that in the future. Uh, but, but what you see, I think we see something mm. about Nehemiah here. He's uncompromising. Mm. I mean, he's a great leader. Um, he's uncompromising. Um, and... He, he is he's able to unify these people. I mean, this is what a great leader really does. Like, like, and I think actually the next chapter, chapter three, um, this, it's the kind of chapter you read on because it talks about this person did that and, yes. and, then, and then, then a few, you know, metres up, this person did yeah, that. And yes. you're, oh, yeah, okay, okay. And this person mended that gate. And, this, and it's easy actually to miss mm. really from chapter three, all of these details. The, the level of unity, actually, of intention that is displayed here. I mean, uh, Nehemiah is mobilizing all of these people to work on all of these sections mm. of the gate mm. in a relatively short time. It's an amazingly short time that they actually do this eventually, and it's a real credit to his to to the unifying nature of his leadership. So um, he's a pretty amazing guy, Nehemiah. Yeah. Pretty yeah, amazing and, guy. And we're going to pronounce, I've heard Nehemiah pronounce many different ways. Oh, okay. You know, uh, I think uh, I've got some dear Indian brethren who, who pronounce it Nehemiah. They pronounce, Goodness me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well. <laughs> and, and, you know, I've heard it different ways. But Nehemiah is... is, is well, well, that's just how I, that's, you know, that's yeah. how it's normally uh, pronounced. And, um, you know, I had the experience when I went to Israel uh, beginning of this year that the, you know, the guide would say someone's name. Yeah. And I and they would say, "Oh, do you know the story of such and such?" And I'd say, "No, no what is that?" And and then she would say, oh, "Oh, you mean Nehemiah? You know, yeah, 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 like yeah. Nehemiah?" Yeah. And 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 she would say, "Oh, yes, yeah, yeah ne- okay, I'll call him Nehemiah." And I would say, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> Please, pronounce it the Jewish I, I, yeah, way. Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm probably the one that's wrong. So th- yeah. these are these are English pronunciations. So yeah, uh, look, it, so it, as- it may well be that we really don't know how it was originally. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Pronounced in some some cases. Okay, so as we as we uh, we've had that introduction, just the first couple of chapters, and we get an oversight here. Yep. As we go through this next week and read the rest of the story of Nehemiah, what do you want us to keep in mind as we're reading it? Um, the the real amazing lesson so far, 
in the book of Nehemiah is the way that this people get reinvigorated under this sense of purpose. Mm. You know, they've they've become discouraged through opposition, so they scatter a bit. You know, that they've they've it's a war of nerves here, mm. and the, they're intimidated into scattering, okay. fragmenting. That's what intimidation does. It's like, you know, in our lives we, you know, we feel a bit concerned about what does the world around us think and and uh, actually it's by banding together as God's people, focusing on our purpose, that we gain a kind of a uh, a a boldness that comes from togetherness. A sense that I belong to something greater than just me, and I'm going to draw boldness from that sense of that bigger purpose, right? Because mm-hmm. there's something big going on here. And what Nehemiah does is that, like Ezra, Ezra does the same thing, gets them back on track. And um, and I think the book of Nehemiah um, really speaks to that. Nehemiah is the guy that unifies God's people under God's purpose. And whenever that happens, beautiful things ensue. Get to know him, get to know his book. We're going to be sticking with him for the next couple of weeks. A fascinating character, fascinating book. So reread it if you get a chance to over this uh, over this period here. Now, it's, as we wrap up 2018 and we start 2019, I'm going to leave you with one thing. Head over to the website thrivetoday.net.au. That's thrivetoday.net.au. That's where you can order your physical or digital copies of the Thrive Daily Reading Plan. Also, you can give us a shout out. Jump over there, get in contact with us. Let us know where you're listening from. And I tell you what, we'll mention you and give you a shout out in return on an upcoming episode. All right, well, that is enough from me for today. We'll see you next week on Thrive Deeper. Thank you so much for listening to Thrive Deeper. We value all our listening community. If you are on Facebook, search and like Thrive Today page to get all of our latest updates. Our home on the internet is at thrivetoday.net.au. There you can subscribe to the Thrive Daily Reading Guide and contact us directly. That's at thrivetoday.net.au. Until next time, thrive. thrive.